Hey everyone, how are you today? Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's another edition of the I Am podcast series and I am your hostess. My name is Sonia and I am here today to chat with you about an episode and a topic that I noticed over the summer and it's about um, deprivation and why we tend to deprive ourselves when things are not in alignment. So enjoy. This is episode 163. And I'm so grateful to be sharing this with you. You know, earlier today, I had a call with a lady I was just getting to know. And she was sharing with me how she does podcasts as well. And for those podcasters out there, and for people listening to the show, we get so much joy and fulfillment when we show up for you and share information this way. You know, we're sharing from the heart. We may have taken time to make notes or we may be tapping in to see how we're doing and, and how you're doing. And it's a little bit different than being interactive, but it is so rewarding. So thank you for showing up today and every day and for giving me the opportunity to continue to show up, help you show up as the most enhanced version of you. That's what this is all about, right? Whether you're cleaning the house or you're catching this on a drive, it's all about showing up day to day as the most healthiest and happiest version of you, my friends. So you ready? Let's get started. Today, we're going to tap into deprivation um, when it comes to love and fulfillment for the most part. And essentially, we're going to tap into why we're giving up on ourselves, why we don't believe for whatever reasons that we can have fun and enjoyment when things and moments are hard. So think about this for a minute. You know, this has been an episode I've been wanting to deliver for a while, but when life gets thrown at you and you're swerving left and right and up and down to miss these curveballs that are being thrown, would you agree that the first thing that gets taken off your list is you? Things you like, things you enjoy, and you pretty much quickly go from hero to scarcity, from hero to victim, from hero to shit. I have no idea what's going on in my life. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you saw that. Yeah, you heard that. And it can happen so quickly, right? But what happens in that process of life happening to us is we tend to take a big step back from what truly matters. And that's the little things that we weave in and out of our life that brings us joy, that brings us love, that brings us fulfillment. And you know, as I look around my office, it could be simply, I can't grab them without knocking my tea, but it could be simply a menage of colors that, that you look at. It could, excuse me, hiccups. It could be things like oracle cards or pictures. Um, so colors and things that bring you passion, but, you know, you stop paying attention to those things and you stop zeroing in to carve time out. So you stop zeroing in on the other things that need to be done and you stop carving time out for what brings you love and fulfillment in your day-to-day -day because you feel like you're not worthy. And that's just one of the reasons. 
So we're going to tap in today, learn about nine different ways that you may be unwillingly depriving yourself of love and fulfillment. You ready to get started? So am I. So grab your tea, um, and grab your pen and paper, and let's go. What's in your cup today? What does your cup look like today? Mine says stay true. My mom got me this set a couple years ago, and there's chai in here with a little bit of honey. It's so good. Okay. So we're going to start with a quote from Rumi this afternoon, and it says, your task is not to seek love, but merely to seek and find all of the barriers within yourself that you had built against it. I'm going to say that again. Your task is not to seek love, but to merely seek and find all of the barriers within yourself that you have built against it. That means you built a wall against yourself. That means you are making yourself impenetrable. And you're not allowing things to come in, right? You, you've, you've protected yourself up like a tortoise in his shell. Do you want to let go and fully live? Yes, 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 yes. If you're with me, let's continue. Do you feel like you're missing out on fulfillment and happiness? but can't put your finger on it. Um, and perhaps there's just something deeper going on, which is why you can't put your finger on it. Believe it or not, anyone, anyone at all can develop an unconscious habit of self-deprivation. And usually this happens and this begins as early as childhood. Let's go to the basics here. The meaning of self self-deprivation. <laughs> Let's try it again. The meaning of self-deprivation is voluntary denial of oneself from possessing, using, consuming, or enjoying something desired. Think about that. The meaning of self-deprivation is voluntary, voluntarily denial of oneself from possessing using, consuming, or enjoying something desired. So at the very beginning, right when we just got started, I talked about how yummy my chai is. And that would be, if I decided not to let myself have it because I liked it, that would be deprivation. So in some cases, it could be listening to your favorite song. It could be eating your favorite foods. The list goes on and on. It could be speaking your truth. We don't know this yet. So stay tuned. You know, have you ever felt trapped in that never-ending cycle of denying yourself joy and fulfillment? You know, maybe you work long hours at a job or, or you're in a position right now where survival is the only thing you've got going on. Um, and you're only, ah, I'm lost for words, your only purpose is the story that you share, the story that you tell yourself is that your only purpose is to show up every day go to work and pay the bills. Or perhaps you stay in a relationship that makes you miserable because you feel like you don't deserve any better. Mm, I was there twice. <laughs> I was there. Um, you know, and we've all been there at some point. It's not just me and my stories. It's not just you and your stories, but we've all been there at some point. I remember I was young. I don't even know if I was 20 yet or like 21 maybe. There was this beautiful red dress I wanted. And my boyfriend, we were living together. He wasn't um, working. 
and he had a hard time being motivated to work. But without tapping into that, I was working three jobs and there was this beautiful red dress I had bought and I wanted to wear to a New Year's Eve party. And um, I didn't even pay credit card. Like I paid cash for it and he needed me to return it because he needed the money to pay the bills. I think I learned a lesson very, very, very early about what it's like to want something that you work hard for and yet not able to have it. And that story stuck with me for most of my life. And, you know, this has a lot to do with self-love. Self -love. This has a lot to do with healing. And this has a lot to do with what you think you're worthy of. So we've all been there. Sacrificing our well-being out of some misguided belief that we're not worthy of happiness or success. You know, is this mere thought standing in your way now when it comes to happiness and success in your day-to-day -day life? You know, here's the truth, my friends. You deserve to leave, leave, lead, lead a life filled with meaning, um, passion, contentment. The only thing standing in your way is you. As I'm sitting here at the edge of my seat, all passionate, um, about sharing this message with you because the only person standing in your way is you and it doesn't matter your story right now. Your story could be challenging right now. Your story could be filled with trauma. It could be filled with health issues. And the only differences between that and somebody else that doesn't have those adversities in front of them is your journey might take a little bit longer. Your steps might be a little bit smaller. Your self-talk might look a little different, okay? But your needs are just as important and your life is so worth it. That passion, that contentment is a game changer. But you are the only one standing in your way of this vicious, vicious cycle of self-deprivation. You need to start to put your own needs first. So today we're going to lean in and chat about, learn a little bit more about overcoming self-sabotage, setting healthy boundaries, and allowing yourself to go after what it is that you want in life. Because here's the thing, you owe it to yourself to be happy. And the journey starts now. And you owe it to yourself to be happy now. Not in six months, not in a year, not when you lose 50 pounds, not when you've got $50,000 in your bank account. Here's the thing, if we continue to wait for the perfect time, that perfect time is never going to show, ever. And you know that. Go back and think on your life. And while you're in that process of thinking about your life, stop for a second, as I'm fidgeting, stop for a second and think about where we're at right now. I'm recording this November 5th, 2023. And before I decided to record this, like right here, right now, I was on Facebook for just a few minutes and I saw a comment about like, wow, we're in November. Like, where did the year go and how did this happen? And now we have less than 60 days left of 2023. You can't afford to wait any longer to begin this beautiful life that you're not living because you don't believe you're worthy enough. You don't believe that you can have everything that you desire and that it starts with changing your perspective. You know, 
we've had misguided beliefs in our lives, but we are definitely worthy of happiness, health, and success. Why would you want to wait any longer for this journey to start? Okay. So self-deprivation refers to the act of denying yourself things that you want or need. Many people engage in self-deprivation um, for a variety of reasons. And here's the thing. It starts in childhood. It starts from a very, very young age. Um, and it really, really starts. Big side. It starts so subconscious, such, at such a subconscious level. And then we tolerate it. And then we come to expect it. And then we even prefer the deprivation. Dep Deprivation in some stages, in some strange way, because it becomes familiar. And it's critical to recognize when this is happening. So I'm going to put together, um, I'm going to share with you why this is happening first. So you can wrap your head around that. And then we're going to talk about, you know, we're going to integrate why people are practicing this. So the first reason, and again, you might not even be aware of it, is low self-esteem. You don't feel like you deserve good things. So you just deprive yourself from them. You may feel unworthy of life's pleasures and comforts. So you just deny these things because they're not necessities in your life. Perfectionism. Yeah, this is a big one. Um, the desire to achieve an unrealistic standard of excellence can fuel self-deprivation because you're not good enough. You haven't reached enough. You haven't gone high enough. You haven't done more. You feel like you haven't earned the reward or treats until you've reached some sort of magical, unobtainable goal. And I say this is a hard one because these expectations, like I said, were ingrained in us in elementary school, if not younger. So these are traumas that we've held on to our whole life. How about the fear of indulgence? This is one of them as well. Some people worry that enjoying life's pleasures will make them weak or selfish. So they stop and they avoid anything that brings them joy or comfort because they don't know how to indulge because the second nature has been to deprive. Ah, habit. Yeah, this is a big one. So for some people, deprivation has become second nature. They've been practicing it for so long that they don't recognize they're engaging in this harmful behavior. So it might not seem harmful to skip on your meditation practice. It might not seem harmful to miss taking the dog for a walk or to neglect the healthy eating habits that you've been working on. But it is. You are neglecting showing up as that best version of yourself and you deserve that. See, the consequences of self-deprivation are far-reaching and can impact so many parts of your life. Your physical health might suffer. Self-care routines will be neglected, and that's where your physical health would suffer. Um, and that will then lead to increased stress levels and a compromised immune system. You know, lately, if you've been following along, you've been seeing me post a lot more about healing your nervous system. And that's because so much internal damage has been done to the when it comes to the point that you've got a compromised immune system. You know, a mental and emotional well-being 
may deteriorate because of this habit of depriving yourself from the joys of life. And then individuals themselves, you know, as you are denying joy, fulfillment, self-expression, it's going to result in the feeling of emptiness and resentment and low self-esteem, which then makes it obvious that relationships will be affected as there's a stronger inability to set boundaries and to prioritize your personal needs amongst somebody else's is going to lead to dissatisfaction and resentment because you're simply not used to it, which is why it's a habit. So breaking free from this vicious cycle of self-deprivation requires a fundamental shift in your mindset and a commitment to self-care and self-compassion. This one hits hard for me, self-compassion. I don't realize how much of a perfectionist I am. I actually tease Tony for being more of a perfectionist because he's a Virgo. Um, but I am, I do have very high standards and I realize that the bar I have set for myself is probably twice as high as what I've set for anybody else. I don't really set goals for anybody else. If I'm working with my clients, different story, but it's their goals, right? So recognizing that every single person, including you deserves happiness and fulfillment. That is the very first step. And it is essential to change the narrative, which means you need to prioritize this as a non-negotiable in your calendar. Remember, you're the CEO of your calendar and whatever goes in that calendar is what you have agreed to. I'm gonna say that again. Whatever is in your calendar is what you have agreed to. It means you have said yes. It means you are exchanging your time, your peace, your fulfillment, your happiness for whatever you have said yes to, is it worth it? Because it's essential to change these narratives, these perceptions, and replace them with self-affirming beliefs. Now be careful here. Your beliefs cannot be so far-fetched that you don't believe them. It won't get you anywhere. You need to believe with them. You know, this involves acknowledging your personal worth. Embracing the idea of taking care of yourself enables you to take care of others more effectively. Now, this isn't new. We've heard about this over and over again in today's society, but we don't have the role models taking us through this. We're pioneering this for our future generation. We're pioneering what self-care looks like. We're pioneering what it's like to step away from self-deprivation, okay? Through this process, what we're doing is we're learning to set healthy boundaries, um, which is critical to breaking the cycle of self-deprivation. Self this means learning to say no when not appropriate and prioritizing your personal well-being without guilt. Every morning, the first thing I do is meditate. I've done 656 sits and nothing gets in the way of me doing my morning meditation. Now, if I can add a few more things to that next, 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 I'll be on fire and I'll feel really good. I float throughout the day and, and intertwine them in depending on how I'm feeling. But I could switch that up. The point is, I am the CEO of my calendar. I can switch things up and prioritize my self-care. Or I can continue to weave it in my day. It's a Sunday. Who cares if I do yoga at four o'clock on a Sunday? It works for me. Okay. It's still my self-care which 
focusing on your self-care is understanding that self-care is not selfish, but a necessary component of living a fulfilling life. Engaging in activities that bring you joy and fulfillment. Pursuing passions or exploring what they could be. And taking time for oneself is essential. These are essential steps in breaking free from the self-deprivation cycle. Okay, here's here's a here's something. I have revamped my calendar where every night at seven o'clock I have a date with the couch. And whether or not it's just me and the couch or it's Tony and I in the couch, or whether or not I'm just resting my head, playing on my phone, reading a book, my whole point with date with the couch on my phone, and it came up as a reminder because it's 6 30 now and in half an hour, it means a couple things. I am blocking my time for myself. Y'all know right now that I am part of my healing journey is still progressive. Um, I've been on this journey since May of 2023 and now we're in November of 2023. So taking that time to rest my head and to take care of myself every single night has become a non-negotiable from my day. It doesn't matter what I've done that day. This is me prioritizing my needs. And when you prioritize your needs, you can start to break free of that vicious cycle that your life is filled with right now. And then you can change things around and create a life that you want. Filled with so much. And when you start to put those boundaries into place, you are stepping. What you're doing is you're actually challenging your negative thoughts about yourself. You're letting yourself know that you're worth it. That you're worthy. You are participating in self-care now, which comes with self-love. You know, it, it's a combination of doing small things each day that bring you happiness. And happiness could be listening to a podcast. Happiness could be reading a book. It could be cleaning your house and listening to a podcast. It doesn't matter what it is. Part of that is learning to accept yourself. And accepting yourself as you are instead of who you think you should be. When you do that, because you deserve to lead a life of joy and fulfilling, joy and fulfillment, surrounded by people who you love, that's what's going to happen when you decide to learn to love yourself. You see, if you go out there right now and claim it and, and go after this life that includes love and joy, and no more self-deprivement. I know the first thing I like to do when life gets crazy is drop the things that matter to me. Never, ever, ever again will I ever return a dress. Will I ever... Okay, let's let's go for another example. For the first three or four years of, of us dating and living together, I typically ate a smaller version of the hiccups, the standard breakfast that Tony made every weekend. Bacon, eggs you know, the drill, toast, hash browns. And I kept on saying, this is my calorie content for the day. So I've finally, after all of these years, I switched it up. And this is one example. How easy is it to say yes and people please, but knowing I could barely eat any of it if I wanted to stay in alignment with my other goals, my health goals. Um, so now I've changed that. I Like this morning was overnight oats. Oh, so sometimes it's an omelet. Sometimes it is a protein shake. Um, sometimes I'll make these super healthy pancakes or hard-boiled eggs. It, it doesn't really matter. My whole point is for so many years, I just went with the flow. 
I didn't claim my life. I wasn't surrounding myself with what really mattered to me, right? It was just easier for me to say yes. So are we showing up and accepting ourselves as the person that we are instead of the person we think that we should be? See, there's a consequence to self-deprivation. And the consequences are as far-reaching as you can imagine, and they impact so many areas of our life. We talked about the fact that your physical health may suffer as your self-care routines are neglected, which then lead to increased stress and an impacted immune system. Your emotional and mental well-being may deteriorate as well as you deny yourself joy, fulfillment, self-expression, and this is going to result in feelings of emptiness, feelings of resentment, feelings of low self-esteem. Relationships will be affected. If I wasn't with such an amazing supportive guy, he might wonder why I was always saying yes to these things that I wasn't enjoying at that time. Um, I just enjoyed the whole ambiance of sitting there together. Um, but we can still have that with me eating something different. And it's okay for me to eat something different. There's nothing wrong with me not wanting to eat the exact same meal plan as everybody else. And I'm just using meals, right? Take your relationship with money. Take your movement. Take your mindset. Anything can be replaced here. Because at the end of the day, prioritizing your personal needs Without the ability to set boundaries and to prioritize your personal needs may lead to extreme dis dissatisfaction and resentment. And believe me, friends, this will catch up with you if you don't prioritize yourself. You see, for me, the big aha moment came when I realized I was attached to being emotionally deprived. I figured if the rest of the universe was teaching me a lesson, why would I deserve any fun or fulfillment? And for me personally, and, and I know this to be true with a lot of my clients as well, there seems to be a connection with my relationship with money and my status and my value and whether or not I deprive myself. And I know that's old school thinking because, you know, it's very similar. Like if you don't go to school today, you can't go and play tonight, right? So if you don't have money, or if you're not feeling well to, to pay your bills, then you don't get to paint or you don't get to dance. Or, you know, if you're not doing the other, then you don't get to do this, which is fun and exciting. But what if you flip that script and do the fun and exciting stuff first and then do the stuff that you don't need, that you don't want to do or where that's not the same. So I was becoming emotionally deprived. I figured life was handing me a bunch of crap. Um, why did I deserve anything? that made me smile and this is a hard pill to swallow um because you see attachments are not a conscious choice um but an unwitting setup that lands us in an old familiar place where we do not get what we want I mean there's a couple reasons and we're going to tap into this um as to why we didn't get what we want and why we're emotionally deprived and amazingly over the years we learn how to tolerate it. And that's exactly what I did. I learned how to tolerate this through my divorces. I learned how to tolerate this through the jobs where I was not a fit for or I outgrew. Um, I come to expect it 
which is sad. Do you come to expect that disappointment from the outer world and then now you decide that it's okay to give yourself that same level? In some strange way, it's comforting to deprive myself. And it's only because it's become a habit over the course of my lifetime. And I can't say this is necessarily true now because people lead by the way, the example you set by how you want to be treated. So how you want to be treated is how you treat yourself. If you treat yourself with respect and kindness, then other people will treat you with respect and kindness. But you won't do that if you don't have boundaries. You won't do that if you don't know how to express your needs. So then you are unexpectedly setting yourself up for deprivation and you are setting yourself up to be unfulfilled. It's a vicious cycle. All right, we're going to tap into about nine reasons as to why your life deprivation in you so why you're connecting deprivation with where you're at in your life right now and and why you are attracted to this particular episode so nine signs you've developed an attachment to deprivation um unwillingly of course and you've been settling yourself you've been settling yourself up with good enough which makes you feel it's unfulfilled and maybe you don't know what good enough feels like so you've just been settling with it Maybe that's something you can discover as we go. But the very first point is you don't express your needs. And this is the first one because this is the most common one. When you refuse to express your needs, you virtually guarantee deprivation. Millions of people, millions of people allow others to ignore, take advantage, and take them for granted because they don't speak up. Now, I don't know about you, but I wasn't taught how to speak up. I was taught how not to speak up. I was taught how to respond politely and properly, but not how to speak up and truly use my voice. And when I did, that was identified as um, salesy or too much um, or too excited. So it had these condensations to them condensations no I said that wrong um you can tell it's near the end of the day and I'm wrapping my head around the thoughts here condensations no condescending there we go they had these condescending virtues to them right so I never spoke was it took me a long time to learn how to speak my truth and then you've got divorce one and then you've got divorce two and then you're so busy raising a family and finding your place in the work world that of course you just kind of forget to express your needs because as far as you're concerned you're further and further on that list you don't even know who you are how can you speak your truth how can you speak your needs when you don't know who you are we're going to allow ourselves grace but we're going to change this story point number two again very easy for the moms and dads listening to this the grandparents anybody that's a, a giver versus a taker you are overly focused on the needs of others. When you focus solely on the needs of others at the expense of your own is actually a disservice for yourself and others. And it typically leads to resentment and emotional martyrdom 
we know that being a martyr is never good. It's it's never, ever good. Um, and yet, can you imagine falling apart at the seams in here emotionally because you put everybody else first? And this goes along with filling, filling your own cup first, right? We all know what that's like now in today's society. This is where the crash and burn, the, um, you know, balancing your bandwidth. This is where all of these other issues are stemming from. How about this one point number three? You feel guilty, guilty when you do something for yourself, whether it's buying yourself flowers or new clothes or spending the day doing things that you love from painting to yoga to reading. I'm trying to think of what else I did today. I did a few things. Oh, I journaled. So there was a point in my life where I would never do any of these things, let alone in front of people, let alone carving them into my day the way I did. So the guilt or selfish feelings that you're feeling when you meet your own needs is a sign that you don't believe that you deserve to have your needs met as if we were wrong. We're not wrong. You deserve, just like everybody else, you deserve to have your needs met. Point number four here. How well do you take compliments? Can you take a compliment? Not accepting compliments gracefully, inside and out, is a way to deflect them, depriving yourself of the need to be appreciated. Something to think about, my friends. And it can be as simple as you look beautiful today, or I had a compliment, which I took as a compliment earlier today. You, it was my unsinkableness that came up in a conversation. And for me, that was a huge compliment. When people make a comment about my energy or my eyes or my personality or my youth, these are all compliments, things I believe in and I agree with. But what if you don't believe in them? What if you don't agree with them? Are you then going to deprive yourself from the beautiful opinion of somebody else for a quality that you might not yet see? Sit on that. See what happens. Walk it out. See what happens. You are attracted to emotionally unavailable or self-centered people. This is point number five. Now, that's a sure way not to get your needs met. <laughs> I'm laughing because it's like, oh, if I knew this stuff when I was 20, right? But I get to know it now at 50. You know, a sure way not to get your needs met is to attract emotionally unavailable people or narcissistic people into your life. And remember, when we're young, we don't know what you don't know. As much as I hate that sentence, it's perfectly fitting here. It's perfectly fitting when you're on a brand new journey, it's perfectly fitting when you are 20 years old and you fall in love or you get married at 24 and you don't know the person as if you would after five or six years. And um, it's just an example, right? You know, you find out the hard way what narcissism means. And when this happens so early in your life and in relatively early 20s is pretty early. When you commit to these kinds of people, you're setting yourself up for a lifetime, a lifetime of emotional deprivation. So anybody that's a rescuer, anybody that is likes to help, but doesn't know how to set those boundaries. And this could be parents helping their kids. I'm not talking about financial or emotional support when they're going through a crisis. I am talking about, oh my gosh. I am talking specifically about, you know, self-centered people that 
don't let you finish your sentence and it's not because of excitement or ping-ponging a conversation you know it's only just about them um when you commit to the types of people like narcissistic people or rescuers that are always looking for people that need help you're not putting yourself first you probably don't even know how I can tell you so many people in their mid-50s that have no clue how to put themselves first um they just haven't experienced it because their whole life has been giving to others all right, point number six, you expect disappointment. It's expected. Um, expecting disappointment keeps fulfillment at a distance. Going into situations anticipating disappointment becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. Again, I know so many people that do this with their work hat on. They go to apply for jobs. They're looking for somebody else to believe in them because they don't believe in themselves. But yet, and yes, I chose those words explicitly. But yet, they know as soon as they're hired, you know, they might make their probation period, things might be rosy, but they know they're not a forever fit. They know something's going to happen. The other shoe's going to drop. They know this. And this is the disappointments that we're talking about here. It could be relationships. It could be work. It could be your environment. The point is, if you constantly expect disappointment, it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy and then you're going to get it. And this is where deprivation comes from or is a part of. You don't know what you want and you cannot define your purpose in life. So this is point number seven as to um, the signs where you may have developed an attachment to deprivation. Unwillingly setting yourself up to feel unfulfilled so this is point number seven you don't know what you want or you cannot define your purpose in life this one again is so common people usually don't think of it this way but not knowing what you want or even trying to figure it out is a way of avoiding your purpose living with a sense of purpose is a huge need that brings meaning and fulfillment there's a, a lady I know who had this, like me, she had this big dream of a cottage. And I was speaking with her recently about her goals. And she's like, I don't have any. She's afraid to dream. This point right here, point number seven. She was afraid to dream because taking the time and the action and the hard work, she was afraid it was going to lead to disappointment. Or maybe it was taking longer than she had anticipated. Um, so people usually don't, Think of it this way, but not knowing what you want or even trying to figure it out is a way to avoid your purpose. Living with a sense of purpose is a huge need. We need this. We need this for meaning and fulfillment, for showing up each day. Without that sense of purpose, think about where you were at when you were going through COVID. You know, did you go to work every day or was it shifted? And if it was shifted, did you still have a sense of purpose? A lot of people didn't have a sense of purpose during that period in time. All right, point number eight, you shy away from intimacy. When you avoid close relationships or shy away from deeper connections with people, you miss out on the fundamental contribution to happiness and fulfillment because they come with being together and being close and trusting and being open that's the key all right point number nine you cannot enjoy the moment 
can't live in the moment. You can't wiggle your toes. I mean, you can wiggle your toes, but you can't really wiggle your toes. If you know what I mean, you're always thinking about something else. Letting go and having fun in the here and now is an important way to experience fulfillment and reducing stress. It is a huge need. Staying in your head, remaining preoccupied or self-conscious robs you the opportunity to enjoy the here and the now. And that's what wiggling your toes is all about. If you stop right now and literally wiggle your toes, you can't help but smile, which means you're completely present and in the moment. So, you know, each one of these nine examples that when I, I just went over can lead us straight to deprivation. Um, even though we did not consciously choose to get there or to go there, we're there. So it's important to shine the healing light of awareness on this issue and begin to question whether or not it's appropriate to continue doing this at this point in time in our life. So for me, I have at least 49 years and change left on this planet. I'm living till I'm 100. Um, I can make up for the moments and times where I lived in deprivation. One of the promises I'm going to make right here and right now is to do things that bring more of the things that bring me joy. I'm actually going to write this down for those that are catching the video component. More of the things that bring me joy. Do more. I'm writing this down of what brings me joy and one of those things is more podcasts you know um I love sharing information I love coaching people I love helping you make those next steps and I understand that leading by example is the best way I like painting I like journaling I like yoga more than I thought five years ago yoga was in my thing now I do it three or four times a week so these things bring me joy at the same time as they're healing my nervous system. Okay. More podcasts for sure. You know, it used to be, I remember before I met Tony, when I was on the dating scene, I would have a hard time filling out my hobbies and my passions because the two things I like to do was work and working out. I am proud to say that has changed completely. Not only am I a podcaster, not only am I an author, not only am I not only am I an NLP life coach, but I'm a game changer. I'm a dream catcher. And these words didn't exist in this vocabulary of mine then. What words do you want to be in your vocabulary right now? I don't want to be depriving myself as I'm going through my homework and setting myself up for today's um, particular episode. I was realizing what areas of my life I was depriving myself and what could be different and Normally, and I'm going to be there, I'm going to go there when shit hits the fan, I let myself go. I deserve so much better than that. And so do you. And the difference is I'm more aware of it because I am in the business. Um. Okay. So where was I? Yes. You want to decide as to whether or not this is the time or if you want to keep on going as is the way you were going every single day. Was that working for you? Maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. Maybe you're feeling good. Maybe you're feeling not so good. When was the last time you've tapped in to your mind, body, and soul and seen what's working? Your body will tell you. Your body will communicate with you. And you know whether or not you're happy, joyful, or fulfilled based on how you feel. So check in with yourself. Write it down. Come back. Check in with yourself tomorrow. Write it down. 
check in on those check-in Fridays where I ask how your week goes, meals, movement, mindset, your relationship with money, whatever it takes to move that needle. And remember to look back only as far enough to see how far you've come, not to dwell on the past. You see, my self-deprivation journey is still, I've changed. This is a major lesson that I had to grow through this year. But to act too tough to accept the help and love, which is much softer these days. So I used to not accept help and love to the degree that I've had no choice but to accept it. This year, this is one of my lessons. So I am a lot more softer in terms of what I'm willing to receive, which is everything. Um, I've been working on it. It's the process. You're not going to go from victim to hero overnight. You're going to practice this process like a yoga practice. I have discovered a whole new world of support that shows up in different shapes and sizes from information to podcasts to people. Um, people who are willing to love and be loved, to support and be supported. So this new world has always been available. It was just hidden behind my particular attachment and what I was willing to see or not see. So my friends, look for the signs of deprivation in your life. And what areas of deprivation are you most attached to? You may be surprised at what you find. Thank you for joining me today, today and every day. Um, let's see what I've got on the docket next for you. Episode 164 is next. And it's a heart to heart. Um, it is a heart to heart. So I'll be excited to post that one. Um, and then I got two more solos for you, but I don't know what they're going to be yet. I'll figure them out. I promise you. I promise you no more self-deprivation for me. How about you? Guys, if you're interested in getting started with me and you don't know how, I do want to share with you about my 30-day glow-up challenge. We take it 30 days at a time. And depending if you're adding the nutrition piece or not, it's $200 a month. Information is found in my link tree. And um, you have access to a Facebook group, a private group called Essentially You. And in that group, I go live four times a month. You also get um, access links, direct links to these recordings, the, these videos, but you also get one coaching call with me a month. And what we do is we keep you accountable in your group with whatever it is that you're working on. We do cover the foundations of meals, movement, mindset, and your relationship with money. Because as I've said before, when you're building your life strong and sturdy, nothing is going to be able to knock you down. Nothing at all is going to be able to knock you down. So take a look at the link in my bio because having a coach in your pocket is amazing. A coach that knows you, a coach that's not afraid to express where they're at. And the reason why it's a 30-day glow-up challenge is because we're doing different things in this group to help you show up as that best version of you. So your next chapter is even better than your last chapter. So if you're ready with a hell yes, both hands are up to create inspired action. Then you're definitely going to want to take a look at that link and sign up today. All right, my friends, I am sending you so much love and healing. And we're going to release any deprivation. And we're going to work on what makes you feel good today, tomorrow, and the day after. 
find yourself looking for more, this, this is the right space for you, then I invite you to have a deep connection with me so we can talk about your purpose and help you get ready for what looks like the best life yet. It's time to unleash that spark that's hidden inside of you. We'll talk soon, my friends.